Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from thirty dollars. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning fourteen karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. <sighs> and I just sighed very dramatically <laughs> for no, no it was, for no good reason. You know, um, it was a like day <laughs> 16 plus of quarantine sigh. Yes, of isolation. I'm not in quarantine. That's fair. Yes, I know. I keep using that term and like realizing that's not the right term. We're self-isolating, not we're self-quarantining. Yes, because we're not sick. Right, and we and right. we haven't been. We don't. We haven't been exposed to someone. To our knowledge, we haven't been exposed to someone who has it. Um, right. So anyway. Anyway, welcome to Forever 35. Welcome to Forever 35, everyone. If you would (laughs) like to reach us, we really love hearing from you, especially now that we're self-isolated. Our voicemail number is 781-591-0390, and our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And just a friendly plug, we are doing a 
daily podcast right now called Here For You to help you get through this global pandemic that we're all in. It's very lighthearted for the most part. Very fun. Just a quick daily check-in. So please join us over there if you haven't already. Um, And you can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash forever 35 podcast. And the password there is serums. And you know, anything that we talk about here on the podcast can be found on our website forever 35 podcast.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram at forever 35 podcast and on Twitter at forever 35 pod. And I should say, do follow us on Instagram because we recently did a live Instagram pajama party on a Saturday night. And it was really fun. Oh, we sure did. And we'll probably do something like that again. Oh, I would we imagine. sure will. Yep. Yeah, right. Yep, so yep, yep, we will. So give us a give us that F smash <laughs> that follow button. As the TikTokers say, uh, um, nobody says that. Well, the YouTubers say smash the that YouTubers. Like button. Yeah, you're supposed to smash some sort of button. Yeah. Um, And I also just want to mention that we have put our merch shop on kind of indefinite hiatus. Um, And we will make an announcement if and when it comes back. Um, In the interest of full transparency, it wasn't we we were losing money on on the shop and in the current climate we just aren't able to afford um to continue losing money so we have suspended it for the time being and perhaps when things turn around we will reopen it but we just wanted to um make that announcement well that just means that whatever forever 35 merch might have been purchased is now like a hot collector's item yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> never to be made again so if you got some you are you got in it's gonna yeah. sell on ebay for billions of dollars billions sure. bill yuns kate how's it oh. going well you know i have shared this triumph on my instagram but i'm just gonna share it here i'm kind of just sharing it everywhere i made a successful loaf of sourdough bread and I feel like the most accomplished I've felt in a very long time. That's amazing. I feel satisfied. I feel proud. Um, I just, it was a really kind of interesting process. I don't find like calm in baking. Yeah. But I am kind of enjoying the challenge and I love the like fantasy of making my own bread. And the fact that I was able to do it, it, like honestly, I'm very proud of myself. I'm going to give myself that. I'm proud of you too. Thank you, Dory. Um, it was a, a friend of mine gave me some starter off of her mother or whatever the heck a doodle it's called, mm-hmm. her starter. And so I've been feeding this starter and I tried to make a loaf of bread and I failed. And then I tried again this weekend and I was actually able to do it. And it was really fun. And if anyone, um, I've had people ask me for the recipe, I will link you to my friend's Instagram because I just followed a document she sent me. I, I'm not following any recipe off of a website or anything. It was just like a friend sent me a PDF and I did what it said. But um, you know, like I needed that. I kind of needed it. You needed that win. I needed the win, Dory. That's yeah, <laughs> I needed it. Um, what do you do with the rest of the starter now? Well, I currently have it in my fridge so I don't have to feed it every day. But when you're feeding it every day, you have to discard some of it. And then you can save that discard to make other things. But that felt very overwhelming to me. I just started, I tried that. And then I had like just jars of white stuff in my fridge. Uh-huh. And 
you know, our fridge, it's kind of full right now because I was able to do a, a grocery store trip and tried to stock up on a couple of things. So like, you know, there's like a head of lettuce in there. Like, I just don't need like a bunch of jars of sourdough discard right now. So, no. yeah, you know, but but I would definitely try to make another loaf of sourdough bread. That was really like felt very say like accomplished but it just was it was a challenge I've never done before and I'm I'm glad I did it oh I'm so happy for you and I don't know why during this time of isolation in the coronavirus age so many people are home making bread I'm not sure why that has become a thing I'm curious if other people are interested in doing it but obviously no pressure if making a loaf of bread is not your thing but if it is I found it like I found it very satisfying. Are you going to try other? I know you've made the no need bread. Are you yes. going to try other types of bread? No, I'm not going to get ahead of myself here. Like I, it took me a long time to understand like how to measure on my food scale. You know, like I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm not, this is not my safe space. This is like my scary space baking. Okay. So got it. I'm going to try to make another loaf of sourdough bread and see if, if this wasn't just like a happy accident, see if I can do it again. Maybe give it to... I was thinking like that could be something I leave at neighbors' houses. Oh. Like, but if I don't touch... Like if I'm able to take the loaf out of the oven and just like put it in something without touching it, I think I could share it. I don't know. That's might be a little precarious right now. Hmm. I feel like from everything that people have been saying and what I've been reading, it's like it. it's not really transmittable on food but like don't quote me on that right obviously we're not experts not doctors no 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 and uh but that's just something i was thinking about and maybe i'll wait to do that until after everything has settled down i have been wanting i really like cinnamon raisin bread Ooh, and like that is something that i would be interested in experimenting with i have raisins and i have cinnamon Ooh, that sounds good right you toast yeah. it and you slather some butter on it. Oh, with butter. Yeah, I love cinnamon mm. raisin bread. I was so horrified when I bought like a really fancy loaf of it. My kids were like disgusted by the idea of cinnamon raisin bread. What? I know. It's so like it feels universally delicious to me. It is. It's like a treat. I think some people might disagree. Well, apparently your children do. <laughs> they're very they're very sassy picky eaters sometimes <laughs> anyway what have, have you been baking i see that you found eggs and flour at the grocery store which yes. is awesome so i've not been baking um i keep like wanting to bake and then either like running out of time or being like oh the kitchen is too much of a mess or or thinking like well if i make this thing the kitchen is going to be a mess that i will then have to clean up and then getting like discouraged (laughs) i did get um more eggs and more flour today oh i was also like worried about running out of things and you know using eggs on baking when i don't have that many eggs but then matt went to the grocery store this morning and got eggs and got flour um and got more butter and so i'm feeling like we're well stocked for baking so i'm going to I think I will finally bake today. I, I want it. Have you ever had those, you know, those cookies from the Levan Bakery in New York? The really like thick chocolate chip cookies? No, I'm not even sure I'm familiar with this said bakery. There's a bakery called Levan on the Upper West Side. And they're known for these 
like almost cake like chocolate chip cookies, which are not usually my thing. I usually like a kind of like crispier chocolate chip cookie. But these are truly delicious. And if you pop them in the microwave, like you can make some and then you can pop them in the microwave for like 15 seconds and then you have like a warm, gooey chocolate chip cookie. And there's tons of like knockoff recipes on the internet. I've made them before. They're oh, very boy, good. So good. Um, I was thinking about making Allison Roman's famous like shortbread chocolate chip cookies. But as I recall, they use like an inordinate amount of butter. And, you know, you don't want to use up all your butter. I don't want to use up all my butter, but I might yeah. I might check that recipe again. I mean, I could always do a chocolate chip cookie taste test. Ugh. Just makes bunch of different kinds i you know i remember growing up we used to just use the recipe on the back of the nestle toll house that's what i made this chocolate chips which is a great recipe so it's like maybe that's you know maybe that will be the winner who knows um but yeah that's it has been really i want to do I've, we've made these chocolate chips this weekend and it's been very nice to have them to nibble on, mm. I will say. Mm-hmm, I forgot mm-hmm. how much I enjoyed just a, like a chocolate chip cookie dipped in a cup of tea. Ooh, yeah, yum. You know, simple mm-hmm. pleasures is where I'm at. Simple pleasures. Um, I also told my husband today that I want us to do a daily 15-minute tidying up every night at like 9 o'clock. And... I think that this will help me feel less overwhelmed by the clutter and like the dishes piling up and just not let things get to the point where it starts to feel so overwhelming that I like, I don't even want to deal with it at all. And so yeah. it becomes this like self perpetuating cycle. Um, because I have been trying to do like real cleaning once a week, but I'm just talking about the like, the nightly sort of like pick everything up off the floor, like put the clothes away, put the clothes in the laundry basket, do the dishes, wipe down the counters, clear, clear off the dining room table. You know what I mean? Like those. Yeah, no, I know that routine. Yeah. Just kind of the basic things that make you feel like you're in a somewhat more livable situation. (laughs) So do you currently now not do that every night? No. So will you just kind of let stuff collect? Yeah. And then it's sort of like ad hoc. Like I I emptied the dishwasher this morning and I put dish, I put, I ran the dishwasher again. I put all the dishes that were in the sink in the dishwasher and ran it again. And like yesterday I wiped down some counters, you know, it's just sort of like random. Matt will, Matt will occasionally do some dishes like at night. He likes to do dishes. Um, I swept the other day, but like, you know, stuff just sort of piles up. Our bedroom just has like piles of clothes everywhere. We did, we did laundry. We did like our massive laundry um, this weekend. And last night, Anthony folded all of it and like brought it into our bedroom. And I was like, I can't put this away. And then I forced myself to do it. It took literally Mm. like five minutes to put it away as opposed to the 10 days it would have sat next to my bed and then I would dig through it to wear the thing, you know, like I, it felt so nice to put it away, but it is so hard for me to actually do it. Mm. And I still, even though like all evidence points to the fact that once you do it, it's a very quick process and you feel better. It is still so hard to actually 
motivate to do those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, I, it's it's tough in normal times. And like, I feel like now, especially, it's it's weirdly tougher. Yeah, no, I get that. I, I was struggling with that this weekend. I we we do like kind of clean down, clean down the kitchen, clean up the kitchen every night. Um, and I find it very soothing to like leave the kitchen at night with all the counters cleaned and like everything put away. Mm-hmm. Even though I hate doing it, I much prefer when my husband does it. I love like wiping that table down and then you're like, ah, oh, it's fresh for like two minutes. And then, you know, it's 5 a.m. Someone's going to come out and crumb it all up again. But it does feel oddly comforting. Yes. Yes. So I'm hoping to regain. Oh, like take out the trash. Uh huh. You know, yeah. just like those things that then the next morning you're like, oh, the recycling is like overflowing. Why don't we just take this out last night? I know it's so hard to make yourself do the things. Yeah, it's so hard, but it's also like so basic, <laughs> you know. I know, I know. Like there, and I there do know, is, but and there is a lot of shame I think associated with admitting that I find this hard, you know, because it's not that hard. But it is. It is hard after a long day. Like it is. Yeah. It is. I mean, you're right. It is, and it isn't. We all know it's not, but it does feel that way, and. I understand the shame involved for sure, but I'm telling you that you're normal. Okay. Thank you. You are welcome. <laughs> um, was there anything else going on that you wanted to, well, to mention? I did want to mention, I don't know if anyone else is using um, a schedule to kind of keep every day on track while they are isolated um, during this pandemic, but I made a kind of ridiculous Excel schedule for my family. Mm. And I will actually say it's the first day I'm implementing it. I had to put my schedule in one column and then my kids in the other since I'm the main parent for them while they're during the week. Um, So I could see like, oh, at this time, I need to be recording a podcast. That's when you're going to be on your tablet. At this time, we're all going to have lunch and clean up. And then at mm. this time you do your story time and I'm going to do my emails. So it's kind of a bonkers schedule, mm-hmm. but it, it, it was really, I posted it on our fridge and then we stood there for a couple minutes and I we talked them through the day and it felt like for the first time, it wasn't just like utter chaos. Like we were all kind of on the same page and that was like such a relief. I almost texted you actually like, cause I had a real spring in my step. I was like, you know what? I feel like today it's finally clicking. Yeah. I don't know if it's because now this could all go to shit in an hour. Who knows? But there was just something really great about like writing out everything I needed to do because I feel like I have had to really put my work stuff aside. And now I'm just kind of backlogged and like that feeling of like treading water and being confused about which direction to swim in. Mm. That's kind of where I am at with getting my work done. So we'll see how it goes. You know, it's, it's definitely weird trying to coordinate all this stuff. Um, but day by day, we're taking it day by day, day by day. So that's it. <sighs> the other thing I did, can I pose a question to the audience? Please to our listeners, please. Do you have any like games you play on a tablet that you might recommend to me? I kind of got the feeling that like maybe a game might be a good form of self care, like a video game. Mm. But then I like went on the app store and I felt like I was like, I've never 
I don't I've never played a video game really, like not since I was a child. So I'm I've downloaded a bunch of games. I'm gonna try some out. I kind of want like a role playing game where I like go on a quest. Did you play King's Quest as a child? No, but I played Below the Root. Oh, I've never heard of that. I think might have been a little bit before your time. I know I'm only two years older than you, but <laughs> there were but, a lot of advances in video games. Yeah, this was a Commodore 64 game that I played in like the mid 80s. What is that? Is that an apparatus? It, it was a quest game. Okay, okay. It of these of of a of people who lived underground below the roof. Ooh, ooh, that yeah. sounds fun. And like you know, they had special powers. It, it was it was very elaborate game that i was obsessed with that no one seems to have relaunched everyone's just obsessed with oregon trail it's like relaunch below the root people come on yeah i don't i definitely don't want to org i liked oregon trail but i don't feel like that's the game for me right now trying to survive as a video game character totally what about what about the sims i've never done sims and i might i might try it out i know jackie johnson of natch butte is a big sims person I'm not quite thinking, sure where to begin. I've been thinking about downloading The Sims. I used okay. to love SimCity, which I know the current iteration of The Sims has like very little to do with the original. Um, but I don't know. I like people I know and respect like on social media sometimes post about their playing of The Sims and I'm like, okay, they're into it. I will I might be into this too. I've I've thought about The Sims. There's also a Nintendo game called Animal Crossing. Yes, that people are very into. Yeah, and I and that seems very soothing, so I might try that. Okay. Where it looks like you kind of just like build an island. I don't totally understand this. Oh, I just don't totally fun. understand, but and again, like, when am I going to have the time to build an island? I don't know. I can barely, f- like, feed my dog. So <laughs> maybe this is a bad idea. But I thought a game might be fun. Anyway, or please, if you play a game. Idea. Or I just ignore all my responsibilities yes. right now and game. <laughs> Become a gamer. Uh, I'd be into that for you. Well, thank you, Dory. I will report back if I okay, find anything. Okay, please do. All right. Well, should we take a break and then come back and talk to our amazing guest, Brooke DeVard? Oh, my gosh. Yes, we should, Dory. Yes, we should. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. That's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have 
put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like, get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it could like, be. Yes. Also, like, summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with glorious dynam. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one -on -one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got what? to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, mm -hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. 
effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now, that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. Our guest today is Brooke DeVard Ozidenly, um, who is a product marketing manager at Instagram and creator and host of the Naked Beauty Podcast, a platform to discuss beauty, self-care, and wellness with the women she admires most. And prior to Instagram, Brooke worked at Viacom, overseeing digital marketing and content strategy, and before that, at Ralph Lauren as a social media manager, overseeing the social strategy for their luxury brands. Brooke started her career in London as the product marketing manager for Nokia's entertainment team after graduating from Stanford University. And we are so thrilled to be talking to her. Welcome, Brooke. 
Thank you. Thrilled to be on. I am a longtime listener of Forever 35, so I'm excited to chat with you guys. Oh, yay. And we are big fans of yours as well. Um, And we got to meet you, IRL, at the iHeartRadio Awards in January. Was that your first time? That was my first time being nominated for any type of award. I've like gone to lots of awards shows, but it was my first time being like a nominee and walking the red carpet. Yes. Kate and I had this exact conversation. <laughs> yes. I have not been nominated for an award since the sixth grade Latin award. So it was very <laughs> exciting. And like people taking photos of us was felt very surreal. Yeah, it was, but it was cool. Like I, it's like, when is that ever going to happen again? Well, totally. I would say next year when you're nominated again. Oh, well, yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Brooke, I know your last episode of Naked Beauty that you recorded before we are recording this episode, um, you did a special kind of coronavirus episode and you were um, in Sag Harbor with your family. Yes. And yeah. are you still there? How is that going? What is your life like? Tell us everything. Yeah, so I'm still in Sag Harbor. I'm with my mom, my dad, my husband, my brother, and his girlfriend. So there are six of us in the house. And I figured it's as good a time as any to just interview my entire family since we're all in quarantine. And I asked them all just like how they're coping with working from home, self-care tips. Um, My brother's girlfriend's a teacher. So her life is totally different. She's teaching her kids remotely. She's helping the parents like become teachers now. Um, talking to my husband. It was interesting to hear his perspective. He's kind of freaking out a little bit. Um, I've just been trying to stay calm. It's it's a really strange time. And I think the news is a little bit overwhelming, like just the mm-hmm. constant. Are you guys watching the news all the time? I'm on yes my phone no. pretty much constantly. I'm not watching yeah. TV news, though. That's smart. I think TV news really just like riles you up and it's only because my parents are like news watchers. Like I don't, we don't really watch the news in our house. Um, Right. So yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting time, but I, one thing I think the silver lining is that everyone has more time for themselves. And when you think about self-care and just me being like a busy working person in New York City. It's like, I feel like I'm always being pulled in a million directions. I'm always running to a gallery opening, a friend's birthday dinner, a drinks event for this. It's like, I feel like sometimes I'm being pulled in a million different directions. So to be still and to not have to do a million things has been a nice change of pace. And now I'm thinking about, okay, this is not just a short-term thing. This is going to be happening for the foreseeable future. So, you know, what, what am I going to do from like a self-exploration perspective, self-care? Yes. But also like what new things am I going to try to teach myself? What books am I going to read? Um, How am I going to expand myself during this time? Have you you landed on any decisions in that area? Ooh, decision. So, um, well, first, the question about if I'm working remotely. Yes, I am working from home. My whole office, we've been working from home for a few weeks now. Um, so I'm on back-to-back calls pretty much all day. And then I have the evenings free and I don't have to commute in the morning. So I have more time in the morning. Um, one thing I have decided that I'm going to learn during this time is to learn how to drive. I um I'm a native New Yorker and I just, you know, when you grow up in New York City, you just like don't know how to drive. Mm. A lot of my friends don't know how to drive. So um, my husband is giving me driving lessons now that we're out here in Sag Harbor. Oh, that's so fun. Is it challenging having a spouse try to instruct you as a driving teacher? 
<laughs> um, yeah, definitely has its challenges. Um, but his, his intentions are good. So I just try to realize that he's like trying the best he can. And I try to not get too like frustrated with him. I am one of these people, like I'm like self-taught in a lot of things. Like I taught myself how to podcast. I taught myself how to make my own beauty products. Like I love being able to teach myself how to do something. But driving is one of those things that you have to depend on. Like you really do need another person and feedback. It's not one of the things I can't be self-taught in. So I'm just, I'm grateful for his help and his patience. I'm so excited to hear all about how you taught yourself to make your own beauty products. But before we touch on that, I have a question about quarantining with your family. Um, Cause it's such an interesting way to be brought together for an extended period of time. And I'm, I'm just curious how that's going as adults with you and your brother and his partner and your husband and your parents. How are you finding, finding spending time together? Are you reconnecting? Is this something you already did often spend a lot of time together? How is that going? Yeah, my, yeah, my family's pretty close knit. So, um, it feels nice, to be honest. It feels nice. We're all just spending so much time together, so much time cooking. We've all been joking that we're all going to gain so much weight <laughs> during this time because that's all there really is to do. It's like we cook dinner, then, okay, should we cook something for dessert? Okay, what's what are we going to do for breakfast tomorrow? So there's a lot of time meal planning, but it's been really pleasant and relaxing and nice. I have... Um, I have friends that live in small studio apartments in New York and they're completely alone right now. And I really, really feel for people that are self-quarantining alone because I think that can be isolating and kind of have its own challenges. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, that's really tough. Um, I've been trying to check in on my friends who live alone. Yeah. Just like make sure they're doing okay. Um, so you mentioned making your own beauty products, which was actually something that we were very interested in talking to you about. Um, I know you've made your own uh, shea butter, homemade sugar scrubs, facial oils. Can you tell us how you got started doing that? And if people want to get into making their own stuff, like especially now, how can they do it? Are these ingredients readily accessible? Um, yeah. Yes, I love talking about this because I feel like a lot of people are somehow like scared or resistant or reluctant to make their own products, but it's like it's like making scrambled eggs. Like it's not it's not this like hard complicated thing. I think if you cook anything for yourself, you can make a simple beauty product. There are like levels of difficulty, but some of the like my favorite things to make, like a face mask is super easy. Like you can just buy clay. I buy a lot of my clay, even just from Amazon mountain rose herbs. Do you guys know mountain rose herbs? No, I think I've, I think I've heard They're of it. I've heard fabulous. Mention. Yeah. A fabulous wholesale supplier. So you can buy like Rasul clay from them, Benetite, ben, Bentonite clay. Um, and that's just something that you can mix with water and just make your own clay mask. If you want to get fancy, you can add turmeric, you can add raw honey to that face mask. But there are certain things like I always tell people, if you go from a cost perspective, if you think about buying a clay mask from a big retailer, like you're paying not just for the raw like clay materials, you're paying for the branding and the packaging and mm. the rent that they had to pay to keep it in the store versus if you buy a huge bag of clay, that's going to be like a hundred masks and it's going to take you a long time to get through. So I think from a cost perspective, from a sustainability perspective, and also from like a, I'm all about like 
tailoring and personalizing your skincare. So you know if you have dry skin, okay, I'm going to add some argan oil to this face mask because that's going to help me balance out what the clay is doing. If you have really oily skin, then maybe you don't want to add any oil to it. So I love that you can customize it the same way you would when you cook for yourself. You know, if you like your food spicy, if you like more cheese, you can just kind of like add to it. Um, And I think face masks are super easy to start with. You can do yogurt-based face masks. You can even just start by doing honey face masks. That's like a one-ingredient face mask that's so nourishing. But I got into it um, actually through my hair. So I went natural. That's a big thing for Black women when you sort of decide to stop chemically processing your hair to make it straight. Some Black women never have relaxer in their hair at all. So there's no transition to go natural. But for me, um, at around maybe 1920, I decided I was going to stop putting chemical products in my hair. So I was forced to kind of like deal with my very kinky, curly hair in its natural state for the first time. And I remember going on YouTube and learning about shea butter masks and learning about henna hair treatments and learning about apple cider vinegar rinses and all of these natural things that I could do for my hair. And then I just sort of extended that to my face and then to my body. So it's been like a full 360 evolution. Wow. That's amazing. Um, is there, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm personally, well, I guess I'm also curious, like, have you been making your own hand sanitizer? Oh my gosh, that is a project that I gave myself this weekend. So this weekend I made um, my own body oil and I made my own moisturizing Mm. hand wash because my hands were getting so dry. Yes, with all of this hand washing, my hands were getting so dry. And then I was going to- Tell us your secrets. How did you make a moisturizing hand wash? So do you guys know Dr. Bronner's like Castile soap, just like their plain liquid soap? So I love that soap. I think it's phenomenal. Um, So I just use that as a base and then you dilute it with water and then you add in moisturizing oil. So I just added in pure vitamin E oil, which is super easy to buy. I did about two tablespoons of that and a small bit of sweet almond oil. Sweet almond oil is an amazing Mm -hmm. moisturizer, really deeply hydrates your skin. And then I did like five to six drops of peppermint essential oil just to give it like that nice minty feeling. And it is like everyone in the house is like competing to get to this soap now because it is like so moisturizing and nice. And it does what it's supposed to do, but it doesn't dry out your hands. And I bet it smells really good. It smells great. It smells great. Yeah. And I always, I I keep for essential oils, I always tell people like if you're just getting started to get one like mint, so like a peppermint or a spearmint or even like a tea tree oil, a lavender, lavender is just amazing with everything. And then a citrus. And I used to love lemon essential oil, but now my favorite essential oil is tangerine essential oil. It's just Mm. like, it smells like fresh, freshly peeled tangerine. And it's like so delicious. Oh, that sounds really nice. Wait, but you you gave yourself the task to make your own hand sanitizer. Yeah, and so then I was going to do the hand sanitizer after that, and I, the body oil, and then the hand wash. It took so long, so then I didn't get to the hand sanitizer. But it's on my list. I have, um, it's you basically just need pure alcohol, which I have, aloe vera gel, which I have, and then you want to add in again like a vitamin E oil, um, and then um, some essential oils, so tea tree oil and lavender. Perfect. Yeah. And, and wait, let's get onto this body oil situation as well. Mm, <laughs> as well. Yes. I love a body oil. I love a body oil. So I, do you guys use like commercial lotions? Yeah. I sometimes, but I also use oils, but I've, I've dreamt of making my own body oil because it seems like if I just had the 
oil base, like the carrier oil and an essential oil, I could do it. Oh my gosh, Kate, a hundred percent you could do it. It would be so like that's you should just give yourself that as like a task to do over the weekend. You can do it even if you just have I did mine with um sweet almond oil, which it's great because it's not that expensive out of all of the carrier oils. Like some of them can get pricey. Sweet almond oil works great and it moisturizes your skin and it's good for sensitive skin too. And it makes your skin just feel so smooth. I think sometimes oils that I don't like are the ones that sit on top of your skin, like where they don't kind of deeply absorb. So sweet almond oil, when you mix that with sunflower seed oil, sunflower seed oil is beautiful and again, so deeply moisturizing and jojoba oil. I mix those three oils and then I added in sandalwood, um, the tangerine that I love so much, frankincense and lavender. That sounds, that sounds so good. <laughs> I'm yeah. like relaxed just thinking about it. It's I know, honestly, same. I feel like it's like the most luxury experience. Like we always talk about like luxury beauty products. And I'm like a big fan of Vintner's Daughter. And even when I was interviewing April, the founder for my podcast, hearing her talk about, I mean, the price point, you guys know Vintner's Daughter is very, very expensive. Um, but this idea of luxury being like having ingredients that are like close to the source, like that come from nature, mm. I truly believe in. When I see like really expensive, like Chanel or like even when Tom Ford's skincare line launched, I was like, what makes this you know, a luxury product that this doesn't have ingredients sourced from nature. Right. It's the, the luxury is the, the brand that's on the label for a lot of these products, right? It's not the, or the kind of exclusivity of who else is using it. Right. Which like, I feel like, I don't know. I think beauty consume, I think the landscape has changed so much. I don't know that people want that anymore. I'm a big Vintners fan as well. And I loved reading about how you try to to recreate it. it for yourself. Yeah. 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 No, what, what was that like? And what, what did you kind of learn? Cause it sounds like you tried and you didn't quite like get, get to quite the place. Nail it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they have what, 22, 24 active botanicals in it. Some of those raw ingredients are just so expensive. Like Rose Absolute is like, it's, even to buy like a tiny quantity, I want to say it's like 60 bucks for like the smallest little bit. So like I didn't buy that. I didn't buy a few of the really expensive elements. Um, they, they use absolute jasmine oil too, which is very expensive. Um, and that's also why that product smells amazing. It's kind of like a fragrance on its own. Um, in the process of trying to recreate it though, I did discover sea buckthorn oil, which I always tell people is like the holy grail of like facial oils. Sea buckthorn oil does so much to like revive and brighten your skin. It helps with like cellular turnover. Um, It just like gives your skin this incredible glow. And even as I interviewed April, she was like, yeah, sea buckthorn oil is like holy grail oil. It's like one of the things that makes our products so great. And that's like one of the oils I did splurge on in my quest to recreate her um, serum. So I am happy that I discovered it along the way. I also have to say, like, I'm kind of encouraged, not encouraged, but it's kind of nice to know that the ingredients in Vintner's Daughter, like, are truly expensive. Yeah, um, yes, Like, it's are. not just one of those products that's expensive and you're kind of like, is this the same as CeraVe? Right. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually, like, glad to hear you say that. Yeah. Um, so um, let's talk about your skincare routine because oh you have 
the most beautiful skin. Thank and you. Thank you. You're, you're, you laid it out in a recent interview in the cut and it was, uh, yeah. I read it like word for word wrapped. Like, it was like, I was yeah. so, so eager to just, you know, like that urge to be like, well, got to go buy all these things now. Cause you know, Brooke said so, but I, but the <laughs> end of the piece, um, where you talk about lighting a candle every night, uh, your skincare routine, I felt like was such a lovely, um, a lovely thing we can all do, whether our products are always going to be different, but I love that you have this kind of ritual of lighting a candle when you do your skincare. Yeah, I think it's like, it's skincare is such a ritual and I have a candle in my bathroom anyway. Um, and so I just like to just kind of like light my candle to like be like, okay, it's time. It's It's going to begin. I think it's taken me years to get to the point where I look forward to doing my skincare routine at night. And that's why I have to do it before I get really tired. Um, I think when I went through the thing in the cut, I shared a quote from Diana Vreeland that I love where she says, the way you go to, the way you feel when you go to bed is the way you feel when you wake up. And I do believe that. I feel like if you go to bed feeling like refreshed and energized and like you've got like all of your great oils and serums on them, like you kind of wake up feeling amazing versus the nights where like I just use like a facial wipe and just wipe off whatever I had on my face and I like roll out of bed, you know, it's just not the same. So I think to set the mood, lighting a candle is like a very easy tip that we can all do. Um, and even as I was doing that process for the cut, I thought about, okay, should I use my some of the products I make for myself in this, but then I realized it would be hard for people because they wouldn't know what was in it. So I just went with some of my favorite clean beauty brands. Um, but I also wanted to make sure that I was supporting brands owned by Black women. There are so many great skincare brands like Clore is one of them. Um, Epilogic is another. So I wanted to get them in there. And I just did like my my full routine, but like with all of my favorite serums. That's like what I do on like the best night of my dreams. I don't do all of those steps all of the time, but I do try to make my nighttime skincare routine a real ritual. Can we talk about some of these products that you mentioned? Because you had two Epilogic products and you said their vitamin C multivitamin defense serum is the best vitamin C serum you've ever used. It is. And I think it, it's because it has ferulic acid in it, but it also has hyaluronic acid. And I have more dry skin, so I'm always trying to get moisture in. I think a lot of vitamin Cs now have ferulic acid in it, but I haven't found a lot of vitamin Cs that also have hyaluronic acid as well. So I love when steps can be like kind of like multidimensional, like they can do many things for your skin. Um, and I've tried like quite a few vitamin C serums. I've tried the drunk elephant one. I've tried... I've just tried a bunch. Um, and this is one of those ones that I feel like I can see a difference. Like hyperpigmentation is down. Um, I feel like my skin tone's been more even since using it. So I love that vitamin C serum. And then the other one, um, that Collagen Renew, it has like human human growth factor in it, which is like still something I'm like trying to wrap my head around. Have you guys wow. heard about these these serums that have like human stem cells in them? I actually think I was just sent one that okay. I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm I'm not going to touch it right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dying yeah, no. This. No, well, I I I I can't tell you that much more because I still like I've I've talked to the doctor. I've actually had her Dr. Geniton on the podcast. Um I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. It feels very sci-fi, but I will say that it does give your skin like that extra bounce and like suppleness. So, I'm loving that product. 
I'm also intrigued by this clear body oil that you mentioned. Oh my God. So that's one where you read the ingredients on the site and it's like it has neroli and jasmine and um, argan oil and sunflower seed oil and avocado oil. And I mean, just all of the best body oils blended together. It smells like a garden. You put it on, you just feel amazing. I love a body oil at night. I feel like now when people make decisions about what to buy, it's not just the products. It's also like the founder and what they care about and how the company is approaching their sourcing of ingredients. So all of those things for me, like make a brand stand out and make a brand impressive. And that's why I love Clore. What are some other brands that you think are kind of walking the walk? Ooh, that's a great question. I So I am a big Supergoop fan. I think when I think about what their mission was, like to make sunscreen accessible to everyone and make sunscreen like a thing people like to do, I think that every single new sunscreen product they release, I'm just like in awe of like they had those shimmer shades over the summer, like that cream eyeshadow because they were saying people aren't putting sunscreen on their eyelids. So of course mm. we're not. Like, why would we? <laughs> like, because mm-hmm. no one's made. And then they made like a cream eyeshadow that had SPF in it. Um, they just released um, like an under eye cream that has SPF in it, and it doesn't irritate my eyes at all. Um, they have now this. Uh, I think they call it glow screen. It's like a sunscreen with kind of like a glowy, dewy base. I think that's. I think their brand is just incredible. And my favorite as a woman of color is unseen sunscreen because it is so hard to find sunscreens that like blend into my skin tone. Like so many of them leave a white cast. So Mm -hmm. I really commend unseen sunscreen for that. Yeah. What are some other brands that you feel like are doing a really good job being inclusive when it comes to making products for not just white women? Ooh, that's a great question. I mean, everyone talks about Fenty Beauty. They kind of set the standard. But I think from a makeup perspective, Pat McGrath is incredible. And they've always shown such a diverse range in terms of models and skin tones. And like Pat, obviously, is a black woman herself. But, right. you know, you go to her site and you see like the palest of the pale as well as like the darkest of the dark. And I think that's really wonderful and beautiful. Um, and I think I think for skincare. There's still, I think, a lot of work to be done. I think you hear a lot of founders talking about like, oh, well, skin is skin and it's all just the same. But I do think that there is there are certain things that women of color need addressed more um, when you think about melanated skincare. So I'd, I'd like to see that conversation happen more. Um, Dr. Barbara Sturm has gone out of her way. She has an entire line for darker skin tones. And I I have so many guests that I interview that absolutely love her products. Like they, they're so expensive, but people say that they are just worth every single penny. I've tried a few and they are great. Um, but yeah, she's, she's, you know, I think she's German, I believe, but you know, she's a white woman, but she, she partnered with Angela Bassett and she created this entire skin, um, t- uh, entire line of skincare for dark skinned women. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about your podcast. Um, Naked Beauty started in 2016. Is that that's correct, right? That is correct. Yes. Okay. Um, so can you tell our listeners a little bit about why you decided to do the podcast, kind of how it came about, and what you have learned in the last, my gosh, four years of doing the show? 
Oh my God. Yeah. Four years sounds like a million years when you yeah. say it that way. But you know what? It wasn't always weekly. I started getting really intentional about doing the show once a week consistently, maybe about a year ago. At first it was like every other. I did, I did maybe two a month for the first couple of years. Um, cause that's just what felt sustainable with my job. But yeah, I basically, I created the show because I loved podcasts. I still to this day, I'm a huge podcast nerd. I love the Mark Marin podcast. I love Joe Rogan. And I noticed that a lot of the podcasts I listened to, they were just like dudes, just like talking mm-hmm. sometimes in their garage, sometimes in a studio, but it would just be like these kind of long form interviews, but it was always like a guy talking to another guy. Um, and I have no problem listening to men talk. Um, that can be cool. But I was like, I would love to hear a podcast where women had conversations, but not necessarily. I found like that there were kind of two genres of podcasts for women at the time. I found a lot of podcasts about career and it was like, you know, these are, you're killing it in your career and you're just slaying everything and like you're winning at life. And it was all very like, good job for you. You're amazing at your career or like sex and relationship and relationship advice yeah. podcasts. Um, that was just like so common. And I, at the time, and I still love into the gloss. That is just like one of my all time favorite sites. Um, but I remember spending hours just reading these interviews and into the gloss. And I thought, how cool would it be if you could take a conversation about beauty with interesting women, but use beauty as a almost like an entry point to find out more about how they thought about life and their relationship with self-care and their relationship with wellness and how they grew up and what beauty standards they inherited from their mother and what they learned from their grandparents and kind of have a more expansive conversation, but beauty was the entry point. And I just kind of created the show that I wanted to hear. And it's just kind of gone like that ever since. I just, I continue to interview women I admire about their approach to beauty. Do you have a dream guest who you haven't interviewed yet? Ooh, I think everyone in the beauty world says this, but Pat McGrath would be one of my absolute <laughs> dream guests. She's just like a genius and like everyone wants to know what's in her head. Um, Naomi Campbell would be up there as well. Um, and I think it's like, I would love to talk to those two women in particular because I feel like we know a lot about them, but you don't really hear long form interviews with them um yeah yeah i think the we interviewed um the host of fat mascara and i think pat mcgrath is also their number one dream guest yeah oh my god well i'll be happy for whoever gets that interview because i will definitely be listening she's an icon absolutely what have you what have you kind of learned from speaking to all these different people about their experiences with beauty, is there an overlying thing that kind of connects that you that you kind of find connects people and their experiences? I think the common theme is that none of us have it figured out. Everyone is sort of um, a continual work in progress. I don't think I've talked to anyone who's like, "Yep, I totally have my self care routine, my self presentation, my approach to wellness all figured out and like wrapped up in a bow." It's like we have these shifting relationships with our hair, with our skin, with our bodies. And sometimes maybe your skincare routine is on point, but like, you're like, I really should be getting to the gym more. Or maybe your like workout routine is great and your skin's on point, but you're like not sleeping as much as you should, or you're spending too much time on your phone. It's like, we all have these kind of, um, 
positive to negative experiences with different facets of ourselves and they're always evolving and they're always changing. And I think they don't ever stay fixed. Um, and some people go through periods of immense self-love towards themselves. And sometimes we are not kind to ourselves. Sometimes we're like abusive yeah. to our hair. <laughs> sometimes we're abusive uh, to our bodies when you think about like not eating well or not getting enough sleep. So I think I've just learned that we're all on this kind of like journey. Yes, I, I feel the same way. Um, and that actually feels like a really nice note to end on. So Thank you so much, Brooke, for coming on the show. Um, where can our listeners find you and listen to Naked Beauty? Yeah, so Naked Beauty, it comes out every Monday and you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And then I have an Instagram community for the podcast that's Naked Beauty Planet. So you can join the Instagram community where we talk about all things beauty and I share a lot of my DIY recipes there, um, nakedbeautypodcast.com. And then I'm at Brooke DeVard on all social platforms. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so Brooke. much. Thank you stay so much for safe. having me. Yeah, stay safe and healthy. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. 
jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love, and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right. We're in the Intenshi zone. We are in the Intenshi zone. Let's Highway m- to the Intenshi zone. <laughs> um, how did last week's Intenshi go? I mean, my intention was to make bread. It was yeah. to make sourdough bread to completion. And I did it. So boom, nailed it. You totally done nailed and it. done. Yep. Nailed that intention, which is rare for me. I feel like I have like a <laughs> one out of 10 success rate here. And then this week. So I'm kind of hitting the wall in terms of meal planning here in isolation world because it's just feeling tedious. I'm trying to use all the stuff we have. So that kind of gets a little like, like, I can't, are we going to make tacos again for the 50th time? I mean, I guess so, which is fine, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of think of new things to make. And, and I'm also finding it like at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't feel like making anything. So I thought, I thought I would attempt one pre-made ahead of time meal this week Mm. so something that i either like prep and freeze so that i can just dump it in the crock pot or something that i cook ahead of time and then whip out i have to do a little bit of research that's why i'm only going to attempt just one but you know i'm always inspired by those people who like spend one sunday making like 30 freezer meals for the month (laughs) like that is yes yes i don't think i'm ever gonna be there but like that is kind of like my porn when i read about that stuff I get very excited. I feel like that stuff is all over Pinterest. It's like 30 frozen crockpot meals. And it's someone has like their whole freezer filled with like Ziploc bags of meals. Yes. That they just dump in the crockpot. Yes. It's truly aspirational. Yeah. So I'm going to go for one. Anyway, so I will report back. If anyone has any recipes, I would love to hear them. Some kind of like freeze ahead crockpot recipes. I'm down. I am down. So let me know. Dory. Yes. How about you? How has yoga at night been going? It's been going great. I do it every night. Dude. Um, Yeah. I've been working my way through Yoga with Adrian's restorative yoga playlist. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Which um, has 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 maybe like 13 different classes ranging from she has like a six minute routine to like a 40 minute thing um and they're just such a great way to end the day last night i i had been leaving my computer on my desk and then last night i put it down on the floor i surrounded it with my led candles it was a mood <laughs> i really love that you use these candles so these is, candles the, have turned out to be candles. like I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was just going to say they're the ones that you mentioned on our episode of G Thanks Just Bought It. Yes. And these candles have been like the real workhorses of isolation. Good. I'm so, I, any, whatever it takes to feel that, whatever like, it takes, a soothing calm, you know? And I feel like I first learned about them from you. 
yeah, I, I'm a long time user of these candles. I'm not sure where I first found out about them, but I love them. Yeah, they're amazing. They like flicker. Yeah, they look very real <laughs> they and they're super very real. safe. Yeah. So that's been great. And, you know, I had been, I mentioned this last week, but I'd been hesitant about doing a daily intention. But I actually think that I'm now revising this. I might like a daily intention because I know Whoa. I have to do it every day. And so I like carve out time for it. Where, whereas if it's something that I'm just like, oh, I have to do this once, I keep putting it off. Wow. Yeah. So you actually find more work works for you. <laughs> well, that's one way to frame it. <laughs> I mean, but like, but it keeps you on track. I, yes. I, I get it. I get it. That's yes. really cool. So I actually think my intention is going to go back to what I mentioned earlier in the episode, the daily tidying up. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to make that my intention because again, it's like a daily thing. And if it's my intention, then I'm going to make the time for it. I've already I've already thought about it. I'm going to do it before yoga. It's going to be like my pre-yoga thing because then after I have yoga to look forward to. As a reward. As a reward. Yeah. This is awesome. I love Okay, this is great. I love this. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I feel like this is really a good one for you. I can't wait to see how it goes. <laughs> I become like super homemaker, like my house is spotless. <laughs> Uh, that'll never happen. Heck um, no, me neither. <laughs> but we can dream. We can dream. Um, well, Kate, it's been great to chat with you. Yep, yep. One day I'll see your face again, I hope, I in know. person. I know. But until then, this suffice is sufficient. I was going to say this suffices, but is that... You could say that, yeah. Does that work? Okay, that works. Thank you. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Thank you, my English you're, teacher. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Dory, let us say our farewells, which is that Forever 35 is hosted and produced by you, Dory Shafrir, and me, Kate Spencer, and produced and edited by Sammy Junio and Sam Reed is our project manager. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.